My name is Marie, and this is Likened Unto Me, my personal scripture journey. I'm sharing with you today thoughts that came from my state conference a couple months ago. I feel they are worth remembering and sharing. So most of the thoughts I will share came from the first counselor in my state presidency, who is a very wise man. Have you ever wondered where all the giants went? In the Old Testament, it feels as though giants are mentioned fairly often and were a pretty normal thing. The Israelites faced giants and gigantic walls when they scoped out the promised land. David fought Goliath, who was a giant. But where are they now? It seems that the giants we face are not really huge people who consider us their enemies. So what kind of giants and walls do we face? What giants and walls did the Savior come up against? And what did he do about them? In Matthew 14, 10-20, the Savior finds out that his cousin, John the Baptist, has been killed. He takes a boat and goes away to a desert place to be alone. And I think that sometimes we do need to be alone for a bit when walls and giants come in our way. But then when the people find out where he is, they follow him. And he comes out of the desert place and heals their sick. And when it's late, he doesn't send them away hungry. He feeds all of them, thousands of them. He has compassion on them, it says. We can do that. We can have compassion on others in our sorrow. Next, in Mark 4, 36-41, after working with the Savior, teaching and healing people all day, him and his disciples are caught in a storm as they cross the sea. There are fishermen on this boat who I'm sure in their profession have been in at least a few storms. But this one has them worried that they're going to sink and perish. And what is Jesus doing during the storm? He's sleeping. When storms come, sometimes we need to sleep. We need to take care of ourselves. John 11, 32-44 is where we learn that Lazarus, who Jesus himself calls his friend, was sick and had died. And when Jesus goes to his family, I believe knowing full well what he is about to do in raising Lazarus from the dead, we get the shortest verse of scripture. Jesus wept. He let himself cry, and then he pointed glory to the Father. We can do that. When we face giants of loss, we can let ourselves cry and point glory to the Father. There are more examples from the Savior's life of him confronting giants and walls, but I'm going to touch on just one more today. Luke 22:39-44. When the Savior headed to Gethsemane, he did not go alone. He took his disciples with him. He asked them to pray. He prayed. We can include others in our struggles and ask them for their help for their faith, for their prayers. 
We do not have to do it alone. We also learn from this story of the Savior in Gethsemane that it's okay to tell God you don't like it. The Savior asks if there is another way. It's hard. But we learn as the Savior suffers all the pains and sufferings and sins of the world that the Lord will strengthen us for those mountains that cannot be moved. So let's go back to the Israelites. What did they do when they saw giants and walls? They basically ran away. They forgot who had provided them the promised land, who had promised to protect them, and they lost out and had some delayed blessings because of that. I hope to look to the Savior on how he faced giants and walls. He gave himself time alone, had compassion and served others in his grief. He slept and took care of himself. He allowed himself to weep and praised God. He prayed and included others in his suffering, asking for their prayers. We are not the only ones to have faced huge walls and giants, though they may be just metaphorical. How grateful we can be for a Savior who has saved us, and while he did that, provided an example we can follow. Thanks for listening. Any quotes or scriptures or stories that I used are cited in the description. This is likened unto me, my personal scripture journey.